Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your kids, and your partner. We'll give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you. I'm Terrilyn Griffin. I'm Caitlin Gabriel. And I'm Felicia Allen. Let's find the magic together. Hey everyone, it's Caitlin, and I'm going to start us out today with our high fives and face palms. So mine is a high five, so I don't know if it was the last episode that was published, but when I gave a high five a couple episodes ago about planning for the Lake Powell trip, that I had given myself a buffer and I had really planned out when I was going to be packing things, and then I said I would come back and reevaluate. And I will say it was the very best trip I've ever planned for. You guys have already heard this, but seriously, I'm so happy about it. I didn't forget anything. Everything was so good. Except for, I guess, well, on the boat, I did forget stuff. Mostly because I just didn't think about it. I forgot the Felicia saved me. <laughs> this is so cute. Emmett hasn't been, like, taking naps every day. And so I didn't think, I thought with all the excitement, there was no way he was going to sleep on a boat. Like, a loud boat with kids and everything. So I didn't even think to bring... He has a little animal that's we call it Snuggle Muff and and a binky. Anyway, I didn't even think about it. And so all of a sudden he was kind of acting tired, but I didn't bring anything. And Felicia's kids, Sonny has he calls it a mammo, but it's like same brand of thing. It's a different animal. His is a llama, my ours is like a sloth. But Emmett somehow has same like shape. Yeah, he like somehow treats it as though it is his snuggle muff. Even though it's not like he'll look at it like this isn't quite the same, but I still love it. Like this is pretty great. So anyway, so we like borrowed that. We borrowed Wes's binky. We were desperate. (laughs) And he did love it for a time, but then both of her kids actually needed it, which made sense that, you know, they needed it. Anyway, so that was actually one thing that I did forget was at one point Sunny's asleep and Emmett's like peeking under his little like (laughs) towel and like slowly like he would touch the mammal or this whatever snuggle muff mm-hmm. mammal guy and would like back away like he didn't want to but he wanted to so bad was like, oh but i love it yeah <laughs> so anyway cute. so i guess we did forget that but that was just on the boat date but yeah no it was good and i feel like because of the buffer idea that i feel like it's not a new idea but i was reminded of it when i was reading essentialism the book and because of that the way he phrased it just has really hit home for me and i feel like i have been applying the buffer with leaving, you know, so the idea behind it is any, and we've talked about this on the episode, but anything, like, so if you think something's going to take a half hour, you add 50% of the time onto actually doing it. So it's like, if you think it's going to take you a half hour to get somewhere, then add 15 minutes on to like your time. And then it always leaves you feeling less stressed. And it's since I've been doing it, I'm like, I am loving this because I feel like I would always wait until like, okay, it's only going to take me a half an hour. So I'm just going to wait until that. But anyway, I've given myself a buffer and it actually has been really life-changing for me. So, And it's nice, obviously, if something comes up, but it's also nice if it doesn't and just having that. Yes. Mm. I arrive at an appointment. Relaxing time. And I can just sit. Yeah. Because, yeah, I feel like I just probably about a month ago, I got to an appointment. There was actually really bad traffic. There was horrible traffic getting there. It was way longer than it should have taken me. And I was really stressed getting to it. And it was really that that, like, motivated me. I was like, I need to make sure I give it. Because I hated being late so bad. And it, like, pushed everything else back for me. So, anyway, long story short, it was great. And now I do probably have, like, five to ten minutes when I get to places. But I'm like, this is nice. Like, it feels good. So, that's a high five for me. That is. It's been good. All right. I have a face palm. I was cleaning our rental kitchen after I made dinner not last night, but the night before. And we were just talking about how when you're in something for the long haul, it doesn't bug you as much as when there is hope of a change. (laughs) (laughs) There's end in sight. Mm -hmm. And so we're coming up on moving out of our rental and the kitchen is pretty, it's not crazy small, but something that's like really maddening about it is the counter depth is super shallow for some reason. I feel like it's like especially shallow. And so a lot of like, you know, like Vitamix or even bowls or anything you're trying to do, a lot of the times stuff's like teetering on the edge or it like doesn't fit under the cabinet. Kind of like really weird setup. So I keep some of our big cutting boards like wedged under there because there's nowhere else in the kitchen for them to go. And so I was shoving them back there. And when I did, I hit an, one of my like big, it's like kind of like a decorative wood cutting board, really heavy. I nicked the bottom of it that hangs on a hook on our cabinet. 
And so I shove it in, hit that, and it comes flying down this like huge piece of wood. Luckily I was turned slightly sideways. So it hit like my nostril and just like Ow. shoved the cartilage inside. Total, like I was like, if that had hit my bridge, it would be broken nose. Mm. There's no question. I was like, oh, and I like hold it just in case it starts bleeding, which by the way, I've never had a bloody nose in my life. And I was like, oh no, this just ended my streak. You've no, never had I've a I've never nose? had blood come out of my nose. A bloody booger. But I've never had <laughs> a bloody nose. <gasps> what? Wow. And so I was like more mad about that streak ending than anything in that moment. <laughs> Did you not pick your nose as a kid? I, I don't know. Because I gave myself a lot of bloody noses as a Clearly kid from picking my nose. A strong nose tissue or something. <laughs> <laughs> like Any of you... People out there who have educational nasal cavity, let us know why. But I literally never have. Wow. That's a good thing. Do you use that in games? Like, I yeah, have I never. Because yeah. I was going to say, yeah. that's a good one. I know. I feel like that and probably That's why everybody. I was sad. So yeah. I was holding it, thinking it's for sure bleeding. I like, call Parker in. He acts like I'm so dramatic, like he's gotten hit in the nose a jillion times, which maybe he has. But I've never had that much trauma to the nose. <laughs> I was scared. And so I'm like holding it, and it was like hurting down through where, like, what is this? Oh. Part? Your upper lip bone your connects to your teeth. Area. Your jaw. Top yeah. your jaw. Oh. It was hurting down into my front teeth. Oh. It was hurting so bad. Uh. But no blood. But two days later, I know that's not that long, but I still don't expect it. Every time I like, itch my nose, the cartilage is so sore. Like it hurts inside so wow. bad. Oh, wow. So face palm to that. <laughs> that is a face The whole palm. thing. Yeah, that whole experience. <laughs> wow. Face palm. I'm sorry that that sounds very painful, and I'm also equally impressed that one you've never had a bloody nose, and two that your nose looks fine. Like you think that there would be some blackening or something. That's what I thought, but I think because it only hit that cartilage, I think if it had hit barely up, I would have had like double black eye look. Yeah. (laughs) Oof. I know. Oof. Every time I get hit in the face at all, like with a cabinet or I'm trimming a tree and a branch hits me in the face, I wonder how fighters do it. I do too. That's exactly what I've I I've never fought before, <laughs> but it, I really like it crossing my mind every time. Like how, or like in a war, you know, I've seen so much of war from movies. <laughs> like how do they not just give up after like five seconds? Be I like, know, you know, this really hurts. in the face. <laughs> well, I was just thinking that. I thought about this before. I feel like in movies you constantly see people getting hit in the face and most of the time I think we see it so much that you don't really think too much about it but when you do get hit in the face I'm like can you imagine actually being punched hard in the face multiple times I really can't but in movies it seems just like every day and they just come back up from it they really do I've asked my I've asked my father-in-law because he was a boxer he said every single fight he ever did the first two or three hits to the face really hurt and then after that, he's like, something changes inside of you and it doesn't hurt anymore. Well, it and still hurts, but you're able to like keep going through it. But like every first hit hurts. <sighs> I don't know if that's true or not, but anyway. Okay, well, I'm sorry that you were hit in the face, though. That's very sad. <laughs> Thank you. Mine is a high five because it was my birthday on Sunday. I turned 36 and the high five goes to my husband, Jeff, because he blew my mind put the boys to bed for three nights, for the whole weekend, Friday. Like, Friday night, he said he was going to do it. And I was like, hold on, this this isn't even my birthday eve. This is birthday eve eve. And he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. True gift. <laughs> yes, it's the best gift. <laughs> so he did that. We went country dancing, which, if you know me, I love country dancing. And I was on a country dancing team in college. And it's, like, my thing I, like, miss the most about college. And, but, you know, he does, it's not his favorite thing, but he still, he found a place, he took me country dancing, and then, like, on my actual birthday on Sunday, just, like, literally did every single thing of my favorite things for the entire day. I oh, felt like, at the so end of the day, I was like, this could have been better. Like, there's nothing that could have been better. So, high five to Jeff, and I'm going to say high five to aging, guys, because I have been really realizing lately, like, I, when I smile, I've just noticed that I have wrinkles around my eyes, and... I don't know why I didn't think I was going to age, but apparently I thought I wouldn't because I'm surprised by it. But I've decided that instead of being like, oh, man, I'm aging, I think I'm just going to celebrate it. Be like, you know what? I'm aging. This is great. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm going to pretend like I'm part of the Tagamara tribe from Born to Run, that you just get stronger and better with age. So I'm going with that. I think you do. Yeah. Well, obviously we do. Yeah. <laughs> right? With it. Well, it really <laughs> is just our belief system. Because, yeah, I think in that... I don't know. The idea behind it is that in our culture, we just, 
We have so many things that are anti-aging, quote-unquote. We have anti-aging creams and surgeries and all sorts of things. But if we just embrace our age, I think there's a lot of beauty to it. So high five to that. And in one of Deepak Chopra's books, which I cannot remember the name of it, he also, he does like a little thing into different cultures around the world that age really, really well. And it does, a huge part of it is how they as a culture literally talk about aging. Mm -hmm. That it is something you're getting better you have the capacity of getting stronger perhaps even more flexible i've learned over the last couple of years i can still get more flexible so mm. i'm i'm just going with that i'm going to change the way we talk about aging starting right, right now that yes. <laughs> is a good thing okay well today we are talking about creativity and before you think oh my gosh well i'm not i'm not an artist so why are we talking about this we're going to talk about kind of what blocks us and then some solutions for it but i just want to note that one of my favorite introductions to this topic is from Brene Brown. And she said in one of her books, I can't remember if it was one of her last three, but she said that she used to look at creativity as like, oh, people who take time to paint, that's cute that you have time for that. Like, that's indulgent of you, you know. But for the rest of us who actually have to like have a job and be a parent or whatever, like we have other things, we don't have time for that kind of stuff. Like that's just for people who have extra time. But then in her research, she found that people who were living wholeheartedly, a theme there was that they did take time for creating. And so when I say this, it doesn't mean you have to be a painter, a poet, like what we think of the visual arts, a singer, a dancer, but that we all, no matter our personality type, no matter the things we prefer, our souls hunger for some kind of creativity. So that can look like the way you're preparing your dinner. It can be look like how you're doing a flower arrangement. It can look like any anything you're doing in your life, you can make space for creativity. So what we're talking about here is nurturing the part of us that yearns to create for the beauty of creating. And again, this it doesn't just have to be what we think of as a creative endeavor. Okay. We're hoping that in this conversation, we can help you find ways in your own life that you can really tap into the creativity that is literally inside every human being. Mm -hmm. We all have that like source, that desire to create. And obviously this will be tailored. You're going to tailor this to you and your own tendencies. But I would say for those of you out there who are like, well, I'm very analytical. Why would I want any creativity? I would say to you, your soul still wants some creativity. And there's a way somehow to figure out how to tap into that. And it's going to just enhance your life. So creativity is this beautiful, powerful process that we can all engage with at some level. Yeah. I think being in, when you say, you know, analytical or kind of get it done type person, I am like that. And I think often we've been so busy, like pushing forward to the next thing that we think we aren't creative, but I think everybody is and craves it. And it's just, creativity is not as straightforward as your to-do list or as, you know, your email inbox. It's just not. Mm -hmm. It's slightly scary. Maybe sometimes it feels a little bit, like, weird or, like you were saying, like, a waste of time, self-centered. And I think our culture tells us that. Like, yeah. you're not getting stuff done. Yeah. You're drawing chalk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. And so switching that in my mind has helped me. So if you're, like, more of a type A person creativity helps and like like lends itself to all your other stuff being better mm -hmm. if you allow time for it. Yeah, I think the cool thing too is that we all are creative beings and Julia Cameron in her book, The Artist's Way, which we'll refer to a couple times, is one of the things she says is that she doesn't teach creativity, but she teaches the unlocking of creativity, which for me, I love that idea because we all have it. We all have it within us and it's just the idea of being able to unlock that within us and I think there's a lot of really cool ways that we can do it I think for me one of the blocks of like thinking that I'm I don't know creative is the idea that it's like well I'm just not really an artist because for me it's I don't feel super pulled towards like oh I just wish I had more time to paint or mm -hmm. I wish I had more time to draw which is sometimes what when I think of art or creativity those are kind of the things that I think of so I love that you pointed out that 
it doesn't necessarily have to be these couple things, dancing, singing. It can be a lot of things, and it's being creative within our lives to create an environment for our homes to be able to, I don't know, there's a lot of things that we can be creative within that doesn't just have to be sitting down and painting, though it can be. Mm -hmm. I think it can lend itself to a lot of things. And like you said, I think as we take the time to to let our creativity come out, it does lend to helping the rest, all the other facets of our life. Mm -hmm. And as you guys are talking, literally, I'm having examples of my own kids schooling, because right now I'm reading, my oldest daughter's got into this accelerated math program, and the school asks us to read this book about cultivating mathematicians, and not necessarily mathematicians, but how can we help our children think in a math-oriented way and it's interesting because it all comes down to it isn't checking off lists that there's only one way to do it. It's creative. Mm-hmm. Science. Like when you really get deep into science and you get past it just like we're doing this experiment that my teacher told me and we're going to follow this list. It is creative. Mm-hmm. Like as I've been reading about, oh my gosh, Carolus Linnaeus with my kids. I mean, it is like science is the process of taking wonder and trying to figure out the process. And when that doesn't work, then you have to think of a different way to test it, right? So no matter what field you're in, enhancing our creativity or unlocking, that's a better word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uncovering, or Julia Cameron says, how did she say it? In creative recovery. Yes. <laughs> because our culture, we spend so much time tamping down our creativity because, yeah, you can't check it off the list and you need to create. Creativity requires space. Yeah. And that is something we give ourselves a lot of. But that as we are in creative recovery, as we unlock our creativity, no matter what field you are in, parenting, math, science, business, it enhances all of those areas. If you are able to step back and actually allow your mind to go somewhere different than the one path that you think is available to you, right? Right. So really, like the exercise of cultivating our creativity, I think really just can enhance all of our lives, no matter what field we're in. Well, even if, I mean, solving simple problems, if if you have this one-track mind, like I picture... Creativity is super fluid, and a lot of times we get so stiff. So for me, when I was thinking, you know, what are what are like my fears or like setbacks with creativity? And one of them often is I get stuck in like the doneness of something, even mm. creative endeavors. Or like, I mean, I think you could call it perfectionism. I don't see myself as a perfectionist. It's more like, where is the end of this? And creativity doesn't really have. I mean, I guess you could be done painting but there's no like tidy Mm -hmm. end one of my favorite writers she has a book called bird by bird bird by bird yeah and lamont and she said tidiness means something is as good as it will get and she's talking about like drafting or just like trying something and i just loved that like if it's done if it's tidy if it's perfect it can't get any better and so i think just switching my mindset knowing that create creativity is messy it takes a lot of time like you said it's fluid it's you have to let it unfold it's not like a checklist has opened me up to instead of being like what's the end of this creative project it's just a cycle of not trying to be perfect at it all the time Mm -hmm. and the crappy first draft yeah like just do it yeah i actually what book was it in where they were talking about Kids now, I mean, now we're really focusing on growth mindset, which we have a whole episode about that, versus fixed mindset. But most of us were raised with a fixed mindset in our education system, which is, it is about the grade, the end result. The process is less important. So I'm, I'm glad that, you know, I feel like as a, at least an education system, we're shifting more towards growth mindset, which is, it's the process. But if you like, I mean, like I was, really educated with the fixed mindset, it is difficult to write anything mm-hmm. because it's not going to be good, right. right? What if it's not good? Right. And for me, it's totally liberating. I think my personality actually is so, like, I have the opposite of perfectionism. <laughs> so it's never really, like, it been a huge issue for me. But I just accept going into anything I write. This might be absolutely terrible, right? right? And I think for a lot of people who, and as I say this, it's a strength. The perfecting mind is a beautiful mm-hmm. strength. So it's beautiful. But if you can just release yourself to, you know, that's just a block. I'm not going to even engage with creativity because it might not be good. Say, it's okay. In fact, didn't she say, like, make your, go into it thinking this first draft might be the worst thing ever. And yeah. just do as many first drafts as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. If it's a painting and it's terrible, no pat, your, ever see it. pat yourself yeah. on the yeah. back because you engage with creativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
it's almost like a, like a beautiful challenge when you can release yourself to be like, this can be as terrible as it possibly can, and it's totally fine. Like, there is no success or failure when it comes to engaging with creativity. Yeah. So just crappy first draft. Embrace I, it. I think two things that I really loved with that that is talked about in The Artist's Way is one of them, like, if you, if you feel that, like, that hesitation to maybe even begin or do something creative because it's like, well, I just don't know if it's actually going to be good at all. One of the questions, and it's kind of an exercise that you can do, whether it's writing, if you want, you can just think about it. But the question is, if I didn't have to do it perfectly, what would I try? So it's like just Mm -hmm. thinking about, because even if you're not even sure where to start, like what would I want to be creative in if that's kind of where you're at? I think it's just a nice thought process to go through of like, if it didn't need to be perfect, what are some things that I would want to do? And maybe it's playing an Mm -hmm. instrument. Maybe, you know, it could be a lot of things, but even just doing that process for yourself, I think is like a really cool first step and there's no right way to do it. What's up you guys, Roger Jessup here with the Utah House Doctors. So you just bought your nice new house and what happens when something goes wrong or something breaks? We have you covered. We have vetted several contractors, whether it be from a break in your sprinkler lines or your kid punched a hole in the wall and you just need a handyman. You have access to these people by following our page, and these are people that we know and trust. Hey everyone, Caitlin here. I just want to thank you all for listening to Find the Magic. We are so, so thankful for you, our amazing listeners, and we think of you as some of our best friends. This was a review that I read recently that I absolutely loved. It said, The only podcast I religiously listen to. This podcast saved my motherhood. I listen doing laundry, walking, making dinner, sneaking those AirPods in so no one bothers me wherever I can. The mamas are like having coffee with best friends. And can I just insert here? I love this. Amen. They keep it so real. And during the pandemic, bless you girls, this time is so challenging. Sometimes I feel like I am barely getting by, but they make me laugh because they remind you that everyone is going through this thing called life and motherhood even now. Hugs and love from MJ. I just absolutely love this review and these reviews mean the world to us and we read every single one of them. So not only do they mean so much to us, but they actually really do help us here at Find the Magic. So I want to invite you guys, if you haven't already left a review for the podcast, we would love for you to because it truly does help us grow the podcast. And we just want to thank you all our friends for listening and for being here with us. I loved was a quote from it that says the great creator loves creativity and it isn't your job to judge the work just to do the work and I love that idea because I think sometimes because of what you said it's so easy to be like okay well this looks like crap or this is the worst like this isn't gonna I get don't, published I'm not gonna like many yeah so like, I might even no one's gonna even yeah. see it but yeah. it's not your job to judge it it's just your job to do it and the more we do things the more we're able to unlock that creativity so I love that idea of like just letting go of it needing to be this great work of art because if we do that, we'll almost it almost stops us from even getting started from the get-go. And I love the fact that God, but I mean, you can plug in the universe, whatever your higher power is, is the great creator. And so, and he like created us. And so I think it's really cool to think that like through that, like we are all creators. I love that idea that it's, mm-hmm. it's within us. So mm-hmm. yeah, for me, I feel like that's one of the huge pieces we are here for is to create and creating is again regardless of your spiritual practice for me it is the power of god is creation Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and so i feel like tapping into that i mean i think if you look throughout all the cultures of time creatives know that when they're tapping into creativity it is beyond them Mm -hmm. so right there's many words for it muses god however you want to say it life force whatever Mm -hmm. yes flow but that it is something that's bigger than us. Mm-hmm. So when you can really tap into that, and to me, that is soul-filling. Mm-hmm. When you can tap into something that's bigger than you and let it flow through you, it's amazing, right? Mm-hmm. So in addition to the blocks of perfectionism, feeling like you're wasting time, feeling like you can't do it well, another huge block for me is busyness, which makes me not consistent, right? right. Yeah, it's great when I finally sit down and, Right. For me, my favorite 
medium is writing. So for me, I feel my most, I feel the most flow when I write. When I take a painting class, I love it and I enjoy engaging with other mediums, but writing is, I feel like my true love when it comes to creativity. So for me, and Stephen Pressfield talks about this in his book, The War of Art, he says that if we can take ourselves from an amateur to a professional, not mean that we get paid, but that we show up. Like we show up no matter what, no matter if we're having writer's block, if we don't want to, if we're not feeling like it, whatever it is, but that we show up. And I can't remember, it was some random blog I read years ago, but she said, when she sits down, she pictures, sit down and open the vein. Like mm-hmm. you literally just like let the flow into you. Mm-hmm. And for me, the idea of, okay, I am done being just like a half-hearted, like I do this sometimes, but let's make it into a, how can I tap into creativity every single day? And it's just like we talk about with morning routines, right? We know what the blocks for our morning routine is. It's just not making it consistent and doing it every day. So for me, as I've been really, as we've been preparing for this month, because we've had, we have this whole month that we're working on creativity. So for the last several months, we've been reading books about it and being trying to implement things in our own lives. And for me, that's actually my biggest thing is how can I be more consistent tapping into that creativity? And for me, this exercise comes from The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron, which uh, Caitlin already mentioned, but it's, she calls it her morning pages. And every single morning, she says to do three pages of longhand free write. I have never actually made it to three pages. <sighs> and as we were talking, Felicia types hers. Yes. So I cheat. Do however, but brain dump. But there's no cheating in this creative process, right? <laughs> do however you want. But where you're literally, you're not trying to be creative. And this applies, again, I think this would benefit every single person, no matter what field you're in. You literally sit down and you just write anything that comes to your mind. And you're not trying to create something beautiful. She calls it like you're unclogging the drain so that you can be more creative later. And I have dumb stuff come out, like I'm worried about this. Mm-hmm. This is this is dumb. I'm really mm-hmm. frustrated about this. Mm-hmm. Frankly, I actually half the time I feel like I'm whining. Right. Like the first I'm whinging. Yeah, I'm whinging. <laughs> yes. I love that word so much. Oh my goodness, I love that word. But yes, I'm just whining for the first little bit. But it does, it unclogs the drain. And there's been several times now where I have come up with some of my favorite like metaphors that have just flowed into my mind after the drain is unclogged, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll be writing, 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 and I'm like, this is lame-o. I mean, yeah. this is not good. What am I saying? Yeah. And then it just like moves into this thing that I'm like, oh my gosh, that was really good. And I'm feeling, I'm learning from, again, it's a power beyond me, right? Like I'm learning from, for me, I'm yeah. learning from God. But it's because I've unclogged the drain with a free write. So if you've never done a free write before, this is a great way to just try. And try being consistent about it. I mean, try it for a week, a month, whatever you want. But you just sit down and you literally just say everything that comes to your mind. So it can sound like, I'm doing a free write. I don't know the point of this. This is kind of odd. I need or, to go to the store. Yeah, I need to go to the store today. Something that my actual current favorite kind of free writing, and I just let it kind of fluidly flow. I have a little sign. It looks like a little squir- like a little swirly mark that when I'm changing subjects completely, I do the swirly mark. And somehow that helps my brain not have to write a transition. Mm. So that's just kind of liberated me a little bit. But what I've started to do is I start my free rates not with an actual stream of consciousness, like I'm not writing complete sentences. I literally, it's so cool. Oh, it's making, it's like making my mouth water, but not my mouth. It's like inside of my head. my brain water. (laughs) I know what you mean by that. It's what's weird. It like makes me so excited. So guys, you sit down, you take a deep breath. And before you start your free write, I just say to myself, like, I'm going to write whatever word comes to me. And it doesn't have to be in a complete sentence. So it's just, it's almost like you're like opening up your mind and you're just allowing stuff to come in. So it's like dragons, (sighs) clouds butterflies. I was about to and say, then, mine would probably be like, bah. Uh, <laughs> but then it's interesting because then what starts happening, at least for me, it, it goes from single words, which is just like a free association, right? And then it starts moving into, they're not sentences, but they're like weird phrases. Like, you know, I'm just making this up right now, but you know, like <laughs> the winged dark darkness falling across the eye of the moon. But does it, it doesn't make any sense. Like yeah. there's no actual making sense of it, but there's these like kind of cool poetic <laughs> imageries that just start popping in. I'm so loving, when I read I them after. I would love to read multiple people's. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If you guys do this, send them to us because I would I'm love clocks. to see you come up with. Because it's just like this cool. So when I reread them, I'm like, why am I talking about wolves howling? Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't even make sense right. with the words next to it. But I get started getting these really like, I, I don't know, how, like really emotional kind of 
And then I can take those later and actually put them into something creative. Mm-hmm. So there's stream of consciousness free write, which is where you're just kind of talking to yourself. There's free association where you're just taking words and connecting them. And my invitation to you is try the, just open up the <sighs> gates. Don't, it doesn't need to even be in a complete sentence. Release yourself even from the constraints of grammar and just like let whatever imagery, and it can be dark imagery. Like I've had some like dark stuff come in. I'm like, that's kind of haunting. Mm -hmm. And then there's light stuff and just like let it all come in. It's really, it'll make your, it'll make your brain start watering in a good way. (laughs) I'll have to try that. I love, I seriously know exactly what you mean. I will have to try that. Mine, I definitely go stream of consciousness, which then often yeah that's my unclog and when you're talking about the morning pages being a mind unclog and you're saying you know like busyness and all of that is often I think probably if we took a poll that would be most people's reserve from creativity would be just being simply too busy and disregarding it as being important Mm -hmm. and so morning pages brain unclog I think also and we've talked about a lot of this recently but you know, streamlining your decisions so you can find more of a state of ease every single day because all of those little choices we make, you know, it's the same well. Like we have the same amount of energy and it can go towards creative things or it can go towards like, you know, I need to go drop that off at this place and like that's weighing on my mind or what am I going to make for dinner is like weighing on my mind. So how can we make our day-to-day life feel a little more fluid and easy so we can get into that creative state better. I think also stuff can distract us Mm. and control us with its management. Mm -hmm. Like that is my little trigger. Is this thing serving me or am I managing this thing? So how can we make our environment a little more conducive to creativity? And it's all that, that buildup of the tasks, the to-dos, that it feels like when you're, say, brainwatering, that clog is like my brain feels numb. It's like at the mm-hmm. front, it's like kind of like you erased a pencil. It's like all cloudy, and I start to feel there is no way I can be creative with my brain feeling all mm-hmm. numbed up. Mm-hmm. And that's how stuff makes me feel. So, you know, we've talked about David Allen a few times, but for me, listing everything out and seeing, you know, how can I fit this into a space and taking it out of my brain. So capture it, put it somewhere else, and looking at, in that same vein, where is my time going? When I get out all of my woulds, shoulds, commitments, I ought to do that, could do that, and you've cleaned out that backlog, where is my time going? And this is in the artist way. She has has you question that, um, and her exercise is the artist way pie. Oh, yeah. The mm-hmm. life pie. The, the life, life pie. pie. Mm-hmm. I was like, what does she call it? The life pie. So, and we've, we've explained this in an episode before, I think. But, so you basically draw a circle. And how do you do the So section? it's like you have like a center point, And then you have, yeah, six or seven different sections that are like fun, you know, work, spirituality. Like you can name a, that's a bunch of relationships. So you kind of name all these different things. And if you things. look up the artist way pie, it'll tell you all the sections. Yeah. And we can put it also in like the email too, yeah. like of, yeah, of yeah, that. Yeah. And then from there, you How kind you of. How do you draw the line though? I can't remember. You put a dot. So you put a dot closer to the center if you feel like you're maybe lacking. So like closer to the center dot, if you feel like you're lacking in that area. So say maybe it's spirituality or play or something. And then, but if you feel like you're doing really good in that area, like you are putting a lot of time and energy into whatever that area is, you can put it further away. And then as like in each of those sections, then you draw a line from all of your dots. So it's like, if you're lacking in play, it'll be like a really low cut. It's like the pie is really small there. Like you're Mm -hmm. not really giving Mm -hmm. yourself the Mm -hmm. time or the energy that you could to be able to fulfill a really good life pie. That's the Mm -hmm. idea behind it. Did I explain that? Yeah, I love the exercise. I actually took it. So the artist's way is literally the entire book is exercises that you do. It's almost like taking a course Mm -hmm. in unlocking creativity. Mm -hmm. She gives you little assignments and you can do them. But I had my yoga students last month. I focused on balance. And for one of them, we actually did this exercise. And I just made up what I thought the most important areas of my life were. So I think I did spiritual, mental, emotional, social, romantic. I did separate than social. And I think I did joy as its own section also. Mm -hmm. So that, I mean, those aren't necessarily Julia Cameron's categories, but those are the categories that I wanted to look at. 
and then I had them do that where you you know you put them inside close to the center if you're not satisfied there it's not full out if you're imagining a circle if it's really full and it was fascinating because I did the exercise myself and yeah it just really shows you when you actually connect the dots you can really see where in your life are you totally lacking where are you feeling empty where are you off balance and my hypothesis with balance is that we never achieve perfect balance but that there is beauty in analyzing our balance seeing it clearly and that our strength comes from when we try to move towards balance right so the strength comes if I'm looking in an area of my life that I'm really lacking in that I like to balance out there's strength that comes from that trying to push that area right so to me I feel like all of these exercises that we're talking about they really are effective for just mental health right like unclogging the drain what Felicia was just talking about David Allen getting things done prioritizing our decision making all those things are just good for mental health and when we talk about unlocking our creativity it's really I mean Julie Cameron always refers to it as our creative inner child Mm -hmm. that we are unclogging with the morning pages and then she has some other exercises to actually receive and feed that inner child but we it's really feeding our soul that's what we're talking about here right that we are as we make space for this it's feeding our soul so I feel like everything I've heard you guys say so far they're things that just make space and feed us from the inside right and allowing us to experience life instead of manage it Mm -hmm. like are we really you know, I think it was, well, it was two or three episodes ago when we talked about balance and we kind of had this, mm-hmm. and we can link it, we have this epiphany of, I think often it feels like our culture is telling us that we need to, there's no such thing as balance. There's no such thing. And that is almost like glorified, like you need to swing wildly from, you know, like working to sometimes you're just going to be killing it at work and you're going to be completely filling everywhere else. And I don't know. My personal opinion is that we can slow down and find something closer to balance. And that is where we'll be, you know, like living a life that feels a little more whole. The swinging widely, I know that it is accepted, but I don't know if it's like the, the best. I don't know if it feels as good to me. Like the there's no such thing as balance thing. I don't think there's, per. I'm not saying, and we talked about this, it's not perfection. It's you know, what am I prioritizing? What am I choosing? And how can I live a life that I could experience all of those things instead of just, I want that, but I'm just going to totally disregard it. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to swing like a pendulum crazy between different things. And exactly what Terrellyn is saying, I think in order to be creative, we do have to find that space and that balance and that lighter path instead of the pushing, slogging, yeah. trying so hard all the time. I like that you brought up too, just to touch on that. I I think she calls it yeah, the artist child, your your inner artist child or something. I like sometimes thinking of it that way because I think when we think about how we take care of our own children or children in our lives, we do treat them with like a lot of care and we give them a lot of freedom. And I think sometimes when we when again sometimes when we think of almost being creative. We stifle it because it's like, well, I don't have time for that. I don't know if I'm ready for it. But I actually really like thinking about it in that way because you're right. It is when we treat our inner, like, artist self and give it the time. Because I think sometimes it's like, well, I don't know if I have the time or the energy to put into it. But if we think and maybe step out and think of ways, like the life pie exercise is one way to do it. But thinking of ways that we can allow ourselves and, like, our our inner artist to be able to have that time and energy. I don't know. I think... I do think of it as like being kind, like in a way that sometimes we maybe don't think of being kind to ourselves. I like thinking of it as a child because I think we treat children differently than we treat ourselves. You know what I mean? I kind of like that idea of it. And I think it helps me to think, Mm -hmm. yeah, I can give this. And I also think when I think about my own child, and we've talked about this before, but they do have a gift of, I just think about, we've talked about this again, but I'm going to bring it up. Like going for a walk, he's not thinking about how many steps he's going to get or where he's going to go. He's just enjoying the process of it and I love that idea of it and if we can allow ourselves those things I think we are able to to enjoy life which is one of the things that I absolutely loved and really stood out to me again this is from the artist way we're mentioning it a lot but she talks so much about paying attention and how paying attention is a creativity rule 
And I love that. There's a really good quote that says, the truth of life really has little to do with its quality. The quality of life is in proportion always to the capacity for delight. The capacity for delight is the gift of paying attention. So that last part is probably, for me, what stood out the most for me was the capacity for delight is the gift of paying attention. And we've talked before about the power of mindfulness. And for me, that's what I think of when I think about paying attention. But I think that's another way that we can allow ourselves to be more creative is by paying attention, paying attention to what's going on in our lives and really like focusing on those new things, like focusing on something new every day is one way to do it. But I love, it's just a way for us to connect with our lives. Um, and I think it's a really powerful way for us to unlock that creativity within us. And if you have kids, I mean, they have such a quality of attention and they notice every single thing. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, maybe the, the first way to step into noticing or having that quality is to listen to what your kids are saying when you're on walks or, mm-hmm. you know, my kids will bring me like a small scrap of paper and be like, mom, the edge of this is, you know, sharp, you know, whatever it is, but it's like, what? Just pick up the paper. They notice every single thing and creativity requires us to notice and take time. And if you think of your favorite book or your favorite painting, you love it because that artist captured something that nobody else was paying attention to mm-hmm. and they paid attention to it. That is art. That is creativity. And I I don't know. I feel like kids have such a gift for this. And there's a quote by his name is Sam Apple and he said, "Eventually our expectations of things supersede the things themselves." And mm. so for me as an I think this is so true when you're an adult. For kids they don't just say a tree is a tree and just walk by it. They don't have expectations of the things. Or even if you think about of people, instead of like seeing your spouse or your friend, you have this expectation of them and you automatically put them in this little box and you sort of disregard them. Like that's just who they are. Instead of continually seeing them new, that I think kids do that constantly. Every time they mm. see a plant, it's like, oh my gosh, this flower. And you're like, yeah, it's a flower. Just walk by it. But if we open our eyes up like little kids do, it brings just a new presence of mind, which I think equals, like we're not trying to get to an end goal of like, oh, now I'm creative because I notice stuff. But I think it like opens the flow of creativity in your mm-hmm. mind when you're noticing. Yes. I feel like, I mean, you guys all know of my love of the mountains. And I have grown up my whole life in this area that I live now. And hiking those trails with my kids. With now, I have the access of, I can take pictures of plants, and there's an app called Picture This that you can identify the plants and bugs. I have never in my life known more about the plants that I live around than with my kids because they will. They'll see a flower and they'll be like, this one looks like a carrot plant. Can I eat it? Does it have roots that I can eat? And so I look it up and we find out. And... It's amazing to me because now, guys, when I walk these same trails that I've been walking since I was a kid, I now am filled with more wonder, I think, than I ever have been. Like, I mean, I'm walking past being like, that's when this one flowers. I didn't know that it flowered in the springtime. I mean, as I say that, most things flower in the springtime. But, like, it's interesting to see when they are all flowering differently. Mm -hmm. And, like, there's this one plant that I love. It's called burdock, wild rhubarb. But in a couple months, it's going to have these burrs on it that I don't love, right? So, like, it's surprising to me right now. I'm like, oh, these are those plants that I love. And I'm like, wait, hold on. But in a couple months, they really drive me crazy. But it's like this sense of wonder. But it's my kids. It's my kids who have brought that wonder back into nature. And this kind of goes along with an exercise that Julia Cameron recommends. She says the morning pages are our unclogging. And then one of the things to bring nourishment into our souls our creative souls, is to do what she calls the artist's date, where you set aside time just for your creativity, and you can't bring anybody on this. So not even kids are invited to this. But you just take, she said, I think is it once a month for a couple of hours or something. Mm -hmm. You go somewhere that you think is going to nourish your creativity, and you just pay attention. That's all you do. So she's like, you can go to like a art festival. You can walk into like a different part of town that you've never been to. You can go to a yummy restaurant. You can go on a hike. I haven't done any of these things except for the hike. I have done solitude hikes and I'm like in love with this, guys. 
I literally spend the entire time just totally indulging my eyes, my observing, and just let myself spend, like, I'll just, like, stare at a flower for, like, 10 minutes, and it's great, because nobody's there to be like, no, keep walking, whatever. (laughs) Or I don't have to tell anybody, hey, don't walk off that edge, you know? Like, I'm just, I'm just present with it. And the observing, it is, like, I've already had a couple really cool, they're metaphors, but, like, they've come in and actually enhanced my writing connection of just talking about mountain flowers and how they connect to people, or mahogany trees I've recently fallen in love like head over heels for mahogany trees because <laughs> they're not pretty they're kind of scrubby where I live at least they're not but the more I've gotten to know them <laughs> I mean, this sounds so weird <laughs> um, creativity is not weird but their leaves like they stay green in the winter time and when I was a kid my dad would have us when we'd find one with like a branch broken off, we'd burn it and it would burn longer than all the other logs. So I feel like I have this lifetime of like the more aspects I learn and they grow out of these cliffs, guys. I'll be walking and I'll see a mahogany tree literally growing out of the side of a cliff. And I'm like, how did it even get root there? So little things like that, as I paid attention, something that I would have not thought was pretty, but because I have all this experience with it now of being a slow burn in a fire, admiring that it has leaves, even though they're not that exciting in the winter and watching where they grow, I'm now having like a full fledged, like I'm in love with these mahogany trees and they're coming out in my writing. And it's just because I've spent time on these artist dates, Mm -hmm. paying attention to them. Well, I mean, I've been paying attention to them before, but it isn't until I actually went on an artist date and like noticed it. And I was like, hold on, there's this connection with mahogany trees. And like, I was able to take it deeper because I had my journal with me. So, Anyway, what I'm saying is I haven't done any of the other artist dates besides, literally besides being in nature by myself, Mm -hmm. but it's awesome. I would highly recommend it. And the other thing this goes back to, guys, this is, we're talking about pretty much Miracle Morning, which has writing in it. Mm -hmm. Those are morning pages. And then artist dates, really what it is is solitude. It is. Solitude goes right back. Which we talk about all the time. I mean, solitude feeds our souls. Yeah, totally. What you're saying is... As you're noticing, you're filling up that well where your creativity is inside of you. Because when you go to write or draw or paint or, you know, dance, if you have all these little things that you notice that nobody else will, that you can pull from that well, like you don't get them in any other way. If you're just brushing through life, you're, you're not going to have all those things to refer back to. And so I wanted to share a couple of my favorite noticing exercises. And I think this is more for people who are writing, but I think it can unclog in other ways. And one of them, and this is so funny, but I'm interested to see if anybody tries this. This tip is from Debbie Millen. She's a graphic designer, so she's not even a writer. But she says to describe your lunchroom and your lunch as a child when you were in school and how interesting it is the things that will come up from you know the way your mom prepared your lunch and what memories will then flood in or the feeling of insecurity that you had a certain lunch and somebody else you know had a better lunch or and how it can really unlock you into diving into those memories as a child. And the other activity that she suggests is to write your ideal life in in five to 10 years. And we've talked about this, future self-visualization, but she takes it one step further and says, you know, go intense into the day-to-day details of your home, your work, your family, what you look like. And she said, so to put this into perspective, hers is something like 10 or 12 written pages. So it's like intense detail. And to see how, you know, if you want to take creativity into like goal setting, really, it it's amazing how when you can visualize your future self, it really sounds like woo-woo manifesting, but our creativity is so powerful. And you can really design that life if you're intentional about it and aware and noticing. And so I love those two exercises for kind of, or maybe in your morning pages if you're like, I don't even know what to write. You know, like try something like that just to get your brain Mm. noticing, noticing your life, 
and being more creative. Yeah. I love the idea. Well, because I feel like everything is... The idea behind everything is created spiritually before it's created, like in real right. life. I love right. that idea that it's like we can, I think sometimes we just like go through life and every day is like, we, we kind of like take the day and, mm-hmm. and there's planning our days, which we've talked about, but I love the idea of you can create your life. Mm-hmm. So I love bringing creativity into how you want your life to look with your kids, with your spouse, with yourself. I think it's really beautiful. This is kind of different from noticing exercises, but something that I find a lot of power in, and again, you can do this in the miracle morning is affirmations. I think there's a lot of power in affirmations and there's whole books and articles and talks about why they are powerful in our brain. But there's three affirmations that I have started doing since reading The Artist's Way and I just really love them. I think they resonated with me. So I think, again, if you're already kind of doing, this is something that it doesn't even take a lot of time, but at the beginning of your day, just saying these things, I think open us up to creativity. So the three statements that I have really loved too is, I am a channel for God's creativity and work. my work comes to good. I am willing to, so it's again that idea that we're, we're kind of like tapping into mm-hmm. creativity that a higher power gives us. And then I am willing to learn to let myself create. I like this one because sometimes, yeah. I think sometimes it's like, if you feel like, oh, I'm just not a creative person. For me, that's been really helpful to be like, I'm willing to learn to let myself create because we all are able to so and that's often the barrier not the creativity itself but letting letting yourself yourself do it Mm -hmm. and then the last one is there is a divine plan of goodness for my for my work and for me so I love that that it's like again as you are doing this work just believing that there is more to it than simply just you being creative there is a lot there's a divine plan to it she has actually a lot so again the book is really great and it does have a lot of exercises we've only touched on a few Mm -hmm. so it's pretty cool to look into but and she has a lot of different affirmations that you can kind of talk about and you can create your own but those are three that have actually really helped me kind of get in the mindset of of unlocking my own creativity I love that and I hope that if you guys try out some of these exercises that you will let us know I'd love to hear people's um brain watering morning pages <laughs> words i like that phrase <laughs> so good all right guys thank you for joining us on unlocking some creativity today and let's find the magic <clears throat> me, 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 me. <laughs> brown cows <laughs>